Let us pray. But the Lord your God ye shall fear, and he shall deliver you out of the hand of all your enemies. 2 Kings 17.39 Lord, because you have created me to live in freedom, I will not hand the keys of my life over to ungodly relationships and traditions so that I remain captive to their harmful and manipulative tactics. I will not be immersed in evil like the children of Israel. I will not go into a cycle of unfaithfulness because of a false promise of abundance. Even if I fall, I will be quick to call on your name to deliver me and bring me to a place of rest and restoration. No matter what the situation looks like, I will remind myself that you are never too far. I will remind myself that you are just, to forgive and to forget my shortcomings. When others seek to take advantage of my vulnerable moments and mistakes, I thank you, Lord, for sending people in my life like the lions of 2 Kings 17, who will roar and fight on my behalf. Today, I confess, that the hooks of the enemy are being removed from my mouth and that I will speak your praises for the rest of my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
Israel's Sin and Punishment In our last story, we learned about the wicked king Ahaz. He ruled Judah with idolatry and evil. His twisted practices and unstable mind made Judah vulnerable to attack. Now we learn about the tragedy of Israel. Its walls would crumble, its cities would burn, and its people would suffer. We witness the downfall of Israel as people are carted away like cattle to the slaughter. Naked, afflicted, and alone, Israel still clings to its idolatry, inspired by the book of Second Kings. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. This is Jack Graham. In our previous episode, we heard about King Ahaz and his complete rebellion against God. He did despicable things, killing his own children to sacrifice to pagan gods. Ahaz suffered God's judgment as Syria and Israel both went to war against Judah and took land, devastated Judah's army, and plundered its cities. Still, Ahaz refused to humble himself and turn to God. He bowed to more and more foreign idols until he finally died, never experiencing peace or salvation. Today, we'll turn north once again to the kingdom of Israel. They, too, are plunged into deep darkness, and God's anger will burn against them, leaving devastated cities, suffering people, and citizens taken as slaves of the enemy. Yet, just as Ahaz did, they will not release their idols or turn from their evil because these foreign gods grip their hearts. Let's listen now to today's reading of God's Word. Violence and bloodshed marked the beginning of King Hoshea's reign. He led a coup against King Pekah of Israel and seized the throne. Pekah's blood cried out in condemnation against Hoshea. He was a cowardly and evil man, although not an idol worshiper like his forefathers. Rather than degrade the God of Israel, idolatry, and false sacrifice, Hoshea sinned politically. He compromised the safety and integrity of Israel by pledging allegiance to Shalmaneser, king of Assyria. Every year, Hoshea would give a tribute to Shalmaneser in exchange for safety and favor. To Hoshea, it seemed like he was protecting his people. In actuality, he was sending them into their doom. One night, Hoshea sent his servants with an important message. The message was for So, king of Egypt. In it was a lengthy plea to wage war against Syria in exchange for Israel's loyalty. After hundreds of years of freedom, Hoshea was about to make Israel slaves to Egypt once again. The messengers rode fast under the cover of midnight. Their horses huffed under the darkness, and only the moon lit their way. As the riders drew closer to Egypt, they were interrupted by a band of Assyrian spies. They surrounded the messengers. Inch by inch, they drew closer. Then, with one scoop of their spear, they killed them. The message was received by Shalemane Seir. Livid, he mounted his chariot and began his journey to Israel. Hoshea was walking in his gardens. He paced among the rose bushes, hoping to hear word back from the king of Egypt. He could hear footsteps behind him. Perhaps his messengers had returned. Hoshea turned around to the blunt side of a blade against his temple. Hoshea fell to the ground unconscious. When he awoke, he was in an Assyrian prison. Chains choked at his throat, and the darkness of the cell was broken by only one torchlight. Hoshea would never see his kingdom again. 
The king of Assyria unleashed a tidal wave of hate and fury onto Samaria. The people of Israel were taken captive. They were stripped of their clothes, beaten, and then taken away towards Assyria. Thousands of Israelites winced in pain as the Assyrians put fish hooks through their lower lips and tied them to strings attached to the horses. Tied by fish hooks, the Israelites marched through the wilderness, naked and helpless. They were dispersed around Assyria to Halal, Habor, Gozan, and Medes. In all their suffering, so many people refused to cry out to God. Their idolatry was impeded deep in their hearts. They feared other gods and had forgotten the God that saved them from the fist of Pharaoh in Egypt. In the last two hundred years since King Solomon, they had erected pillars for other gods. They had condoned human sacrifice. They even gave their own children as burnt offerings. They had forsaken charity, kindness towards foreigners, and humility. They served idols and themselves. The Lord had sent countless prophets to warn them. He warned them of how unstable they were becoming. He warned them that their might as a nation was only as strong as their relationship with Him. But they would not listen. They were stiff-necked. They hated the law of the Lord. They adopted the practices of other nations. As a result, they were captured like other nations. So the Israelites were given to their own desires. Now they were truly like other nations. They faced the demise and humiliation of kingdoms that lived in a chaotic world. All but Judah were carted off like cattle to Assyria. Their pain-filled moans echoed across the canyons, as did the screams of fishhooks being ripped off of children's lips. The sight filled God with sorrow, and He waited for them to cry out to Him, but they did not. As the people were being taken away, the city of Samaria was destroyed. Its walls were crushed and its homes were burnt. All that remained were palaces and buildings that the Assyrian people occupied. However, the Assyrians were unaware that the city belonged to God. As they drunkenly laughed in the temple halls, a roar could be heard from the city streets. God sent a pride of lions from the wilderness to drive out the Assyrians. King Shalemanseer was a brutal man, but wise and inquisitive. He appointed some priests to teach him and his men about the ways of God. Yet, this did not sway him. We open today's passage to find a bloody coup as Hosea overthrew Israel's king Pekah. Hosea was a faithless king, though as we learned, his idols were not carved images like so many of the kings worshipped before him. No, King Hosea worshipped at a different altar, that of political alliance with a foreign nation. Rather than trust God for provision and protection, Hosea turned to the king of Assyria, submitting himself and his nation's security to him. To Hosea, this seemed like a wise choice. Assyria was, after all, a mighty nation. But as Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, soon discovered, Hosea's loyalty was not to him but to his own interest. But even as he pledged loyalty to Assyria, Hosea engaged in treachery. He sent messengers to the king of Egypt, pledging loyalty to Egypt if they would attack and conquer Assyria. As you might imagine, Shalmaneser was not too pleased when he discovered this plan. For this, Hosea and all of Israel paid dearly. Hosea was bound in chains and thrown into prison, and for three years Israel was besieged by Assyria. In the ninth year of Hosea's reign, 
Samaria fell to the Assyrians, and the people were captured and enslaved. It's obvious, isn't it? When a nation and its leaders turn from God, there is judgment that follows, always, and people suffer. The very idols that people turn to today can ultimately enslave and torture us. Our idols are not made with stones or political alliances, but often those things that we love or serve or worship more than God. After so many years of unfaithfulness and idolatry, Israel faced the consequences of their great sin. This was not the result of one sin or even one generation of evil. Since they had left Egypt, Israel had lived in a pattern of rejecting God, desiring to be like other nations, rather than being set apart and holy as God's people were designed to be. Time and time again, God had sent prophets and leaders to warn them and call them back into a relationship with Him. We see this in 2 Kings 17, verse 13. Yet the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes in accordance with my law that I commanded your fathers and that I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. But rebellious people continued to go further and further away from God, embracing the cultures, the customs, and the carved enemies of the world. So Israel's people were dispersed as slaves to cities throughout Assyria. The very thing that Hosea had hoped to avoid with his dishonest dealings and foolish allegiances was now a reality. Ultimately, God gave his children what they wanted, to be just like the other nations. They exchanged what was truly good, a covenant relationship with their maker, for a lie. The lie that they could have a better life apart from God and his ways. In reality, it's the same lie that the devil told Adam and Eve in the garden, questioning the word of God and suggesting that God is holding his perfect good away from his children. But even in their rejection and in the midst of exile and humiliation, God never stopped loving his own. He still had a plan for Israel to one day break the chains, and not only theirs, but the chains of all the world and the terrible grip of sin. He would do this through the Savior, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear God, thank you that the promise is still true that it is always good to trust in you to not rely upon the way of this world, but to always trust in your ways. Thank you that you never stop loving us or giving us an opportunity to repent and return to you. May we never exchange truth for lies. May we never listen to the enemy, but always listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority along with Bible study in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure and share it with someone you know because it can truly make a difference in someone else's life. And if you want more resources on how you can know the Bible and live the Christian life, contact me at jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org for many resources that will help you in your walk with God. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money 
without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Prey News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you ready to instill your littlest scholar with a love of learning? Introducing the Preschool Course from the Good and the Beautiful. Enrich curious minds with engaging hands-on material that cultivates an appreciation for literature, art, God, family, and nature. This award-winning system uses a balanced approach to introduce letters, numbers, fine motor skills, and more. Start your journey now at goodandbeautiful.com. The Good and the Beautiful. Bringing home a love of learning.